0: It is freezing today. It is, at least the last time I checked, 28 degrees outside. Georgia definitely got hit very hard, very swiftly, with a bit of a cold front. Don't think it's going to stay. Don't think it's going to linger. But it is here. And that comes maybe the day after, I don't know, it was probably about 50 degrees, which it doesn't get very cold. Um, so anyways, I'm indoors um, with all of the animals that live inside the home. So let's go. Today, since I am in home, I'm in the house. I decided to talk about a particular bug that we see inside the house all the time. And that, my dear, is the house fly. They are a nuisance. Can't stand them. And I get them in the house all the time. Anytime, you know, we're constantly in and out of the house because of the homestead. So we're constantly going in and out, in and out, and in and out. And... I'm always like, hurry up and close the door because I don't want any flies coming in. But of course, they always find their way in between them and gnats. I can't stand them. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And so I went on to Orkin.com to um, look into this fly. And so the house fly... Is about, and you'll probably hear my dog chewing on her chew toy and uh, she's kind of loud. So if you hear it, that's that's what it is It's not a giant fly in the background making noise. Thank the Lord. But anyway, so this fly Is about four to seven point five millimeters long The color is usually gray um, The body uh, it says it's gray. But I always think it's black. But I guess I guess it's right. It's gray. And sometimes we see a little bit of color. Like green. Um, like a flu- almost a fluorescent green in there. Um, the body type. Has four black stripes. On the thorax. House flies are covered with small hairs. And let's see. These hairs serve a purpose. It is to taste organisms. So it's covered with small hairs that serve as taste organs. Um, Their eyes are very compound eyes and extremely complex with thousands of individual lenses that allow them a wide field of vision. House flies are one of the most common insects on the planet. They breed and feed in filth. is what makes them just i just can't stand them they feed and breed in filth including garbage feces rotten or spoiled food poor sanitation and ripped screens and unsealed cracks in windows and doors can lead to housefly infestations thank god we don't have that Since they live in such close proximity to people, houseflies are generally unwelcome. They usually are a nuisance. And these pests also carry a variety of disease that's both harmful to humans and pets. Houseflies pick up bacteria, fungi, and viruses that spread um, these pathogens by contaminating food and water. So that's that's just enough. Just going on that alone, just, it's just enough to just hate the housefly. Several health problems can develop from housefly infestations. These include food poisoning, dysentery. Wait a minute. Let me make sure I pronounce this right. Dysentery. Dysentery. And I will tell you what that is in a moment. And even tuberculosis regular cleaning will limit areas where house flies are able to breed now of course I have animals okay and I have chickens outside and chickens poop and so they're in a wide area so I don't see a lot of uh, fly infestations in there with them um, And actually, what what happens if any flying bug comes in their area, they actually will try to nip at that bug. But um, I don't have a ton of flies out there around their poop area because chickens, you know, they're constantly scratching and they're covering it up and, you know, it it decomposes very fast. Um, But they are out there. And, of course, when they come into the home, I have guinea pigs, I have rabbits, I have a lizard, I have a dog, we have a hamster, and so um, they tend to, um, I I feel like the gnats is probably what bugs the guinea pigs and the rabbits the most if they get in, Um, but I'm constantly cleaning because I don't want them in there being a nuisance to my animals and also carrying diseases to them. Um, But every now and then I will get a fly that will, you know, if I've given them some fresh fruit or um, some fresh veggies, um, you know, they'll go in there. I don't have a big problem with the rabbit's poop because their poop doesn't smell. It's their urine that smells. So sometimes that will attract flies. Guinea pigs, uh, to me, their pee and their poop stinks. And so um, they will... Go in there and try. I think I see one right now <laughs> while I'm doing this podcast. But they will go in there and um usually it's just one. And so I'm constantly cleaning. I clean at least it definitely once a week I clean out their cages. But sometimes I find myself in there twice a week. Um, and for me, I just can't stand the smell. Okay, so. I'm just um, I don't I don't like going in a house and it smells like people have animals in their house and that's I know that that's probably weird to hear me say because I have so many animals because um, I'm just a little farm girl but but I don't want my house to smell like I got a ton of animals so I try to keep things very clean but these flies they feed. They like being on infestations. They like, well, not they, they, they do the infesting, but they like to be around a ton of gross stuff. They pick up bacteria, they pick up fungi, they pick up viruses. They spread these pathogens. By contaminating food, by contaminating water, I mean, I have to give my animals fresh water all day long. I can't imagine what it would be like for flies to infest their water or to to contaminate their water. So, needless to say, we have a fly water and we are swatting (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to know more details on how to get rid of flies or limit flies, um, being in your house, then maybe you can contact the Orkin man. Now I'm not, they're not sponsoring this episode, but because I am reading, um, this information from their website, um, if you do have sort of a nuisance and you might want to contact any, um, bug company we do have a bug company that comes out and uh, they spray in the spring in the summer they spray for um I guess it's not the spring maybe more this summer but they spray for mosquitoes because we have we live in the woods so we have mosquitoes really bad I and the other thing we have really bad outside though is water bugs so we don't live near any water per se, but um, they are like everywhere outside. Like you can see them crawling in the grass and they don't go in the chicken coop area. Thank the Lord. That would just be disgusting. Um, but they do crawl like you will see them crawling around. But how we uh, prevent that is we try not to let our leaves pile up in an area. If you came to my house right now, that would be sound like I was just completely fooling because we have a ton of leaves out right now. Um, But normally we go out and we, you know, we try not to have them around the house, though, where piling up because then they'll get, you know, in there and then they'll get in the house. So we do get them in the house. But thankfully, we when we see a water bug, it's like, okay, there's it's only one or maybe two. And they're far apart in time frame of seeing them. So we don't see them every day. Um, but again, they are outside. So we'll, we'll have the, the bug company come out and spray for them. Um, and particularly the, particularly though the mosquitoes, because they are just like vicious. I mean, even after they spray, we still see them. Like we still will get bit, but it's just not as much. So I guess if you got bit 25 times a day, if you got bit 10 times a day after they left, it feels much better than 25 times a day. So there are ways to, um, you know, whatever you have in your area or in your yard, in your backyard, because this podcast is based on the backyard. Um, you know, these are things to think about. So, of course, this Fly the house fly leads me to a story in the Bible, and I will get on that when we come back. Today, I'm going to read from the Message Bible and the New International Version. I'm going to go from two particular texts of scripture, and I'm going to talk about a particular story. So, I'm going to start with the story, and I'm going to read from Exodus eight twenty one through twenty four coming from the message Bible this is when Moses was um, going to Pharaoh and telling him to let God's people go because he kept them in slavery and this was god's people the people of Israel so verse twenty. God said to Moses, get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes down to the water. Tell him God's message, release my people so they can worship me. If you don't release my people, I'll release swarms of flies on you, your servants, your people, and your homes. So I'll I'll release swarms of flies, swarms of flies. We just talked about what it's like having one or two flies. But this is a swarm of flies on you and your servants and your people and your homes. The houses of the Egyptians and even even the ground under their feet Will be thick with flies, Jesus. So the houses of the Egyptians and even the ground under their feet will be thick with flies. But when it happens, I'll set Goshen, where my people live, aside as a sanctuary. No flies, so no flies there. That will show. You that I am God in this land, I'll make a sharp distinction between your people and mine. This sign will occur tomorrow. Verse 24. And God did just that. Thick swarms of flies in Pharaoh's palace and the houses of his servants all over Egypt was ruined by flies. Now, I didn't do this before um, starting the podcast, but I am going to look it up now. I want to know how many flies is in a swarm. So let's see how many flies make up a swarm. I'm just curious to see what Google will say. Let's see. It says swarm size and height is species dependent, though the swarm itself can be both low flying and broad, containing up to 200 individuals. These are medium sized insects, so any swarm is hard to ignore. So we obviously know what a swarm looks like, right? A swarm of insects, a swarm of flies, whatever swarm of bees I remember when I was young I was outside and I was beating a date myself but this is a time where we you know growing up we didn't have a washing machine and we had clotheslines and you know everybody had a clothesline in their yard and we would go out on the side of the house and we would hang clothes on the clothesline and then we had a a clothesline pole in the backyard that did not have a clothesline hooked onto it for whatever reason I think the backyard was just probably too small. But I uh was bored and I picked up a bat or a stick and I just started beating the pole. I don't know why. I, I was a tomboy. I think I liked the way it sounded. I don't know, but I was beating the pole with the with the stick. And all of a sudden, a swarm of wasps came out of the pole. And was coming for me, and I ran to the back door of my grandmother's house, and I'm beating on the door because she's older. You know, she's at this time she's like in her seventies, and she taken all day to come to the back door. I'm coming, Chrissy. I'm coming, and oh my gosh, she took forever to come to the back door. And guess what? They got me right in the middle of my forehead. I had a big old knot in the middle of my forehead, big old red spot. And so I know what a swarm is. You know what a swarm is. But I imagine a swarm of flies being at least 200, at least 200 flies in a, in a small area. But it's hard to know how many because it's so big. And it says it it can both be low, flying low and broad, or it could be high. So this is very very terrible to think that gosh these flies were not only flying around the people, they were underneath their feet and it said it was thick thick, so imagine it being so thick that you can't even put your hand through it, thick and not only that thick with flies that cause diseases now diseases excuse me so now let me talk about the diseases that they carry so we talked about how houseflies pick up bacteria fungi and viruses and spread these pathogens by contaminating food and water we talked about that but i want to go here where it says these include food poisoning dysentery and tuberculosis now dysentery is an inflammation of the intestines. It has abdominal pain and diarrhea and the stools usually have blood and mucus in them. Can you imagine that? And they are consuming the Egyptians' houses and so thick underneath their feet. Now, I don't think that God just sent some, you know, just some regular flies. He was upset, or he, he, he was punishing, if you will, Pharaoh for the hardness of his heart. So I don't think he was being compassionate by sending a swarm of uninfected flies. I I think that's a word. (laughs) I don't think he was sending flies that was without nastiness. And if it's at least 200 flies in this swarm, at least. If it's at least 200 flies, I'm sure at least one of those flies was nasty. These flies had to come from somewhere. Were they on somebody's farm? Did they come from near and far, as far as the east is from the west? They came from everywhere they joined together. They was somewhere doing something before they got here. They was on some cow manure, some horse poop. Uh, they were on they were on something. They was on some manure, y'all. They was on some stuff. They were they were in some water. They were spreading diseases and bacteria and fungi. God used these particular insects for a reason. Everything he does, he does for a reason. I want to go over to Ecclesiastes 10 verse 1, the New International Version. It says, as dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so is a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. So if you have on your face, favorite perfume okay i have perfume i kind of stick with the same perfume um sometimes i venture out but i really love and these people are not sponsoring me but i really love jessica Simpson's perfume i love her perfume um i can't even think of it right fancy i love fancy okay and um Somebody else perfume that I really like is Jennifer Lopez, J. Lo's perfume. Just smells so good to me. And, um, but I, I have to have fancy. I, no matter how many different perfumes I try, which is not many because I'm very particular about my uh, scents. So I, I kind of stick with the same people. And it's only about three people perfume that I like to get. But fancy Jessica Simpson is always in there. I I pretty much like almost anything she comes out with. I have her shoes, I love her perfume. I mean, I she just my my ace Venture. <laughs> and so, um, I have to have fancy. Now can you imagine walking in a room with your favorite perfume, which you got your fancy on, and a swarm of flies come in and they. Will make the perfume smell bad. Can you imagine pouring the perfume out in a bottle. Opening up the top of the bottle and leaving it out. And then flies come in the room. And they leave. A swarm of flies. They come in the room. They leave. And the perfume no longer smells good. That is really something. So that means. That when the flies were in Pharaoh's house. They were in his palace. And then they were in his servants' houses. That means if their house smelled good, it was stinking after they left. Jeez. And I can't even imagine what that odor would smell like. Because it's no longer perfume, it is an odor. So a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. Man. Think about that. A little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. So when you are surrounded by people with great wisdom and great honor, when you are uplifting yourself and encouraging yourself with the word. It only takes a little bit of drama to come in and just mess that whole thing up, just ruin your whole mom. You ever been somewhere and you just left feeling so empowered and renewed and refreshed and you got back home and your kids or somebody else in the family, whoever was cutting up, acting stupid, your spouse, whoever it was. And it just it like, it seemed like it ruined the whole moment. Everything that you got out of the conference you was at, wherever you were at, the church, wherever. It just feel like, all oh, that's just gone. Just gone down the drain. And you're trying to figure out, how do I get that feeling back? How do I get what I had when I left there back? So, you know, a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. We have to be careful that we don't allow these infestations in these swarms really aerial. She's yawning like she's just been on a full-time job. just a whole nine to five. But you have to make sure that you don't allow these flies, these swarm of flies, to come and infest your life. And to sow magnets in your spirit to cause... The perfume of your joy of your peace of your love to be contaminated it's so important to stop and self-examine self-check ourselves it's toward the end of the year and usually in between um if you watch the youtube channel um as a matter of fact I release podcasts in the, in, in the YouTube channel every Monday. So as you're listening to this, if you leave this and you have time and you go on YouTube and you go to Encouragement from Christmas Homestead, you will actually hear me talk about my time of reflecting um, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I do this every year and I just I just take some time to be quiet and I reflect on the things that God has done in my life. I reflect on the goals that I have set because I usually write my goals at the end of December for the following year. It's goals that I have for the year, but it's also, I also write down travels. We love to travel, so I like to write down my travel plans for the year. And I was so overwhelmed with the things I accomplished this year that I that were not on my list. And... As I was beginning to write my goals for the following year, I only had like four goals because my cup is so empty because God has filled me this year and I've poured it out. My cup is now so empty. I have to have time, that time between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas where I'm reflecting, but also taking that time to say, Lord, fill my cup, fill my glass so That I can be used again next year for you. So that I can be used. So I only had about four goals. But with me knowing the kind of year that I've had this year, I want to leave room and space for God to to put some things in me that I didn't think was there. Because this year he really stretched me in areas where I've been doing things I never thought that I could do. I started my own business this year, the Traveling traveling Psychology Girl, and it's where we declutter your mind home and office. It's a professional um, organizing company. And I started that this year, and I actually had clients before I started the business, and then God told me to start the business. And I never wanted my own business, never. Matter of fact, I am preparing to go to grad school and I, you know, people would always ask me, Kristen, when you get your PhD, you're going to open your own practice. Nope. No, I don't want to hire people. I don't want to have that kind of responsibility. I definitely don't want to be firing people. I don't want the overhead. I just had all of these things I did not want. So it's amazing when God told me to do this. I knew that it was his voice because it was not something I wanted to do. I published my, I self-published my my second book, which I find to be much better than um, the publishing company that I went through. Before, It's nothing wrong with them, but it's just, um, there were things that I found I did not like. I didn't like how things worked, and um, I really like so far the self-publishing perspective and this book was supposed to have been out years ago at least four years ago and I procrastinated on it and I finally got it done finally got it out and so one of my goals is to I have other books in me um, other books that I've worked on periodically throughout the years and I really want to perfect my writing gift and skills Um, anything that you do in life practice makes perfect you know the the book that came out I don't think it's perfect Um, but I think I think it's much better than how I what it was when I did the first book and the goal is to continue to keep growing and hopefully people will see the growth and so I did that that was not on my list Um, it should have been but it wasn't (laughs) on my list last year. But anyways, better late than never. It's out. And that book can be purchased um online on Amazon or you can purchase the, you know, the physical book on Amazon. It's called Through a Mother's Eyes. And it's a comedic journey through my life. It's a daily devotional book and a short story book and it's funny. So it's about my children when they were little. I started writing when they were little. And so um the book is written as I remember the stories and wrote all the stories when they were little. So, um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, you get a very good glimpse into motherhood things that people do not tell you. Um, you, you find out in that book. It's I'm very real. Um, and so, but anyways, I did that. And so those are just, you know, some things to name a few that I did that was not on my list. And so I realized that, you know, as it's time for me to be refilled, I want God to really put some things in me that maybe I thought I couldn't do. So it's good to have my plans down. But what I'm saying is I also want him to put in in me his plans. He'll give us the desires of our heart, but I want to make sure that I'm not missing something by um, not asking him to do something that he wants me to do so i want him to do something that he wants me to do so i want to leave that glass open for him to do that and so when you are constantly emptying out your cup you are emptying out your glass so that you can be a blessing to other people and um you know tell other people about god your gift the purpose that's in you it somehow should be leading back to christ we don't want to die and reach judgment and he say okay well you did this you did that you did that great good you made money but what does any of this have to do with me so I wanted to make sure that everything I did that it would somehow um, bring people to his light and so and then they can, you know, you fill their cups and then they go and they fill somebody else's cup. And then you leave a trail. And God is continuing to refill you, refill you, refill you because there's still so much to be done. There's still so much to be done. And, and I think, I don't even know if we're ever completely empty where he's not refilling us again. Maybe, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe when it's time, you know, to go, you've left your legacy, you left the trail, for people to follow him through your work even after you're gone and you don't have to be famous to do that. Um maybe he's like, "Okay, I has nothing else for me to put in you." But then maybe there is, but it's just not it, it, he's got a plan about when he's coming back and he's got to pull us out of this earth so he can, you know, everything in revelations can come to pass. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? But It's it's an honor to be used by him. It's an honor to get on the podcast and put these, you know, these stories together. Um, My husband is talking in the background. He just, he's so loud. (laughs) But it's an honor to be able to do this. It's an honor to be able to have the homestead and encourage people in in that aspect it's an honor to write the books it's an honor to have the business it's an honor to be able to go back to school so that my education can further my experience to do what he's called me to do and so I'm just grateful and um I'm humbled um I am a dancer and um I've slowed down a lot, but it seems like here lately, things are starting to pick up a little bit. And I'm just grateful that at 41, I can still move and do certain things. And it doesn't mean that things don't hurt and the body's not changing and hormones are not changing because they are. (laughs) But I just thank God that he is allowing me to stay fit and healthy and do the things I need to do so that he can continue to use this body. I mean, gosh. (laughs) the fact that he still wants to use my physical body is just great so you know I'm young (laughs) so I hope that you were blessed by this podcast being inside dealing with flies um I think about the movie the fly (laughs) and I'm always saying lord of the flies um because you know you see them and it's just ridiculous but I think about the fly the movie the fly and it was just oh so gross it was just so gross (laughs) especially when he's going in this machine to turn into the fly and I'm just he was just so gross oh my gosh and so um as I was preparing for this podcast I could not help but but keep thinking about that movie. So, well, maybe you'll be in a in a old school mode, and after listening to the podcast, you can go watch the fly, and then turn right back around and watch Moses and you know the um all the plagues. <laughs> but anyways, again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your listenership. It is so important. It means so much to me. And um, I pray that you continue to keep listening as we enter this third season. And I have much, much, much more to come. Thank you for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. God bless you. Hi, this is Kristen. And thank you again for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. I want to offer you an invitation today, an invitation to Christ. For John 3, 16 states that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If that is you today and you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, all you have to do is confess your sins to him and then say, Jesus come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior and there you are saved. Please subscribe to my channel so that you can receive all of my future podcasts and then go on over to YouTube and look up encouragement from Kristen's homestead and you can follow me there as well. And as an addition, I am also on Instagram at encouragement from Kristen. Thank you again for listening and God bless.